0: God is in here, man. Hey, welcome to the podcast episode 23. Episode 23 of Shooting the Shit with Sands podcast. My name is my name. Uh 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 I am him, he is I. Listen, the pod god is back. I'm about to go the fuck off. I'm about to go ham. All right. So a couple couple episodes back, many episodes back, I, I spoke on the worst trade to happen in fantasy sports. Now, have I had a couple cups of espresso blend uh new coffee I bought? Starbucks. Yeah, I have. It's a Thursday. Gonna be off tomorrow. Gonna be chilling. Three-day weekend. Suck my cock. Listen to me. We're in the group chat, right? We're talk this trade pops up. We haven't seen a group, haven't seen anybody even talk about the group chat. Right. Nobody's in the group chat all day. It's the fantasy uh, football group chat. Twelve men are in there. Twelve grown men, I might add. I am actually the youngest one in there. (laughs) I'm the youngest one. And these are twelve grown men. Just, you know, shooting the shit. No pun intended. Listen here. uh, Hoss, who made the trade with Moody, who was a fucking dead man. He was a fucking dead man. He's a Colts fan. And they're going off right now. He's a Colts fan. He's a Colts fan. You know, he's he's had a couple drinks. He's he's you know he's chilling. He's he's feeling a little woozy. He, he starts getting bold in the group chat. He wants to shot take a fire at me. <laughs> Petty Sands. Oh oh no 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 oh no 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 don't do that. You don't want to sizzle. You don't want to get in the kitchen with a chef, son. I'm a master chef, this guy. So I'm salty. Okay, this is why I'm salty. My team has dropped two dud weeks, right? Guess who starts just climbing up, just going through the rankings, right? I go down to top. I'm only I'm fifth. I was number one two weeks ago in points. Points four had the most points in the league two weeks ago. Two weeks go by, I fall down to fourth, fifth, something like that. I'm one point out of the top four, anyways. So the way we do it in our league. Is points make playoffs. Right? Uh, records get the top two seeds, and then the next two seeds is off points. So guess who's just climbing up the ranks randomly? Who would have thought after Sans always bitches about every trade, Sans cries about every little trade, Sans is sensitive, Sans. That's what his podcast should be. No. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You're playing with fire. And you think I'm the fire. I'm the gas. I light it. I am the fire. I'm the gas. I'm the wood. These fucking morons. I take everything personal. Duh, duh, duh. You're always mad about trades. Y'all want to go through the trades? Y'all want to go through the trade? Once again, Dalvin Cook and Robert Woods. Four. You're like, oh, baby. Is it Julio and RB, two? No. No. It's... Jonathan Taylor and Julian Edelman, bro. Julian Edelman. Interesting fact. Interesting fact. Since the trade happened, the last two weeks, right? The week the trade happened in week three. The last two weeks, Dalvin Cook has outscored Jonathan Taylor since week three in two games. Two games. And then Hess comes in here. I wait. I went, I went through and did the math. There's only a 48-point difference, and the records are the same. Listen, I I went through and did the math. He literally, there is a 148, 148-point 148 difference. Not 100, not 50, not 48. Can he do math? Julian Edelman has scored so little points, I could do it in my head. He scored nine points. Nine points. Let me... Nine. Nine. Jonathan Taylor has outscored Robert Woods by a point. You want to hear this shit? Robert Woods and Dalvin Cook have combined for 216 points. You know how many JT and Mr. Elman have combined for? 68.5. And they're on my ass. They're on my ass. The regression will happen, Hunter. The regression will happen. JT's best week since the trade hasn't matched Dalvin Cook's worst week. And Edelman, I mean, he's a dead man. He's on the IR. Like, he's not even part of it. So he basically traded uh, RB1 and uh, wide receiver 10 for a corpse and a backup running back. Like, what are we doing? What has this league become? This was the league I bragged about to my friends. Yeah, dude, I'm in a try-hard league. It's so competitive. Yeah, Uh, all my friends come to me for fantasy advice, not the guys in this league. They come to me for fantasy advice. Dude, what should I do, man? I'm like, I don't know. I'm too focused on this league. I can't give advice. I'm focused on this league. This should be my secondary league. $350. I'd rather put my hand in a fucking disposal with the $350 than give it when this shit is going on. What type of bullshit are we doing? What in the fuck? The Houston Texans are every trade. What? What'd you say? You wanted my seventh round draft pick? Okay. Can I get your first rounder? Of course. Let's let's ask the other 10 people in the league if they like to approve it. And then they just close their eyes. Who's who's trading? I like that dude and that guy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll approve. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Don't care. Don't even send a screenshot. I love them. Mm-hmm. You fucking brainless doofs. You're a bunch of goofy, brainless bums. I hate all of you. And if I don't make playoffs, <laughs> boy, if I don't make playoffs because of this trade, this guy, he's like, I was only starting Rex Burkhead week one. No, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Did you know, what, you know how confident he was in Rex Burkhead? He had Damian Harris on the bench. No, you didn't, Moody. Uh, no, you didn't. You thought you had a handcuff? No, you didn't. You're a dumbass. Sorry. He's in the Air Force, very elite brain. Uh, had to go off. No, you didn't. You're wrong. <clears throat> Let me not make the playoffs. Let me not make the playoffs. I dare you. I fucking dare you. I fucking dare you. Y'all better start rigging. Y'all, I will burn this league to the fucking ground before I don't make the playoffs. I hope you all know that. I hope you, whoever's listening from this fucking fantasy league, I hope you all know I will burn this goddamn league to the ground. I will hack into Chris's computer. I will insert myself in the playoffs, and y'all will not know how it happened. Y'all will not. I will edit my points. I will crash the league. I will crash it. (sighs) That's the salty segment. Eight minutes of a rant. Everybody in my league that approved that trade, I'm going to go through in that group chat. I will be charging you $75 on Venmo. I want my money back. Thank you. Alright, coming off of that, it's going to be hard to top, but listen, so <laughs> I I just lost my mind here, and uh, this coffee has been, it's knocked me down, it's knocked me down and picked me right, right back up, knocked me down, picked me right back up. So today, after that, I mean, I had to start with it, I had to start with that, okay? I mean, it's absolutely absurd. And Hess, goddamn, this dude is in sales. This dude is <laughs> his sales numbers. He probably thinks he's doing well, not doing great. Maybe he's doing amazing, thinks he's doing shitty. Jesus. Oh Christ. Anywho, so we're actually gonna talk about some NBA today. I'm gonna give you all my uh, my NFL gambling picks as always. Sorry, moving the mic around a little bit, trying to get my laptop situated. I actually have some notes here today for the NFL. So, yeah, man, um, a lot of trade circulation going around the NBA. We're going to get into that first and then, you know, get on with our day. I'm going to go to Sham's page. He's the one that's really been dropping bombs. He's, he's really been on the bomb talk. Now, Russell Westbrook, apparently. Uh he wants out of Houston. People are talking about the Hornets becoming a suitor. Uh James Harden has committed to the Rockets, said he's locked in. Um trying to see the rest of them. I I think that the Victor Oladipo news, he's telling of uh, uh people of other teams that he wants to uh play for them. He's like, yo, can I come play for you all? Things of that nature. There's also certain things like I think the 76ers are gonna rebuild their whole roster with a new GM and Daryl Morey. I think it's quite interesting. Now places where Russ is gonna go is not gonna be good. I'm letting y'all know that right now. Now it's gonna like I hate to be that dude, but it's gonna be one or the other, okay? He's either gonna go to like the New York Knicks, which have been in talks with him a couple years now. Uh, the you know the the Charlotte Hornets. Um, well, that's wait, yeah, they're the Hornets again now, right? A uh, uh, Bobcats Hornets back and forth. So he's gonna go to one of those places, or he's gonna it's gonna become a super trade. Like he's gonna go join like somehow Miami's gonna try to get him, or. Something like that. I just feel as though there's not a lot of places where he can land with the cap room and the cap hit that he takes. I think that I don't know. I think Russ, when Daryl Morey left, I think what what this is my whole like uh theory here. When players automatically get new management and are like, "I'm out" or "I'm in." one of the two, they got that type of news. He's like, yo, I'm out. They hired uh, Silas, I don't know how to say his last name, Silas, or the hell his name is, uh, from the Mavericks. And I think that he got told something that he didn't particularly like, how the system was going to be ran, because his first two calls are to Harden first, then Westbrook. Or get him on a group FaceTime, right? And I think he heard news that he did not want to hear. Like, a, we really want you to not have the ball as much or he doesn't trust the front office moving on from Daryl Morey because Daryl Morey actually saw him as a very important piece of that team, which to me he was. I think that you're just restricting his, his – God, I'm whistling. i have my retainer because I'm drinking coffee. I think you're restricting his gameplay if you're not using him how Daryl Morey did. He was basically their pseudo center, like offensively. He was all their paint points. It was beautiful. So I don't know. I think the Heat have something in mind. Uh, uh, Avery Bradley has now – he's going to decline his $5 million player option. Uh, It's kind of funny that he did that. I think he's dumb for doing that, in my opinion, because I think he's declining it with the news that DeMar DeRozan – the Lakers are interested in DeMar DeRozan. But he's dumb for doing that because it got – Proven that he wasn't as important as people try to make him be. Don't get it twisted. I think Avery Bradley was a good piece on the Lakers. But come on now. Like I said, I was like, I don't believe in the whole, I said the whole time, like I don't believe in the whole like Avery Bradley shit. You know why? They got LeBron and AD. They have LeBron and AD. What are you going to do? Avery Bradley is the reason you think they're going to lose? Are you fucking dumb? I hated that. I don't know why I hated that. But I just did. I just did. Um, but yeah, so Demar to the uh, the Lakers would be quite interesting. I think that what they needed was bench scoring. You can't. I'm sorry, Rondo was fluking, bro. He just he was fluking. He was fluking during the playoffs. That's what. But he is. The, I mean, he's called playoff Rondo, I guess for a reason, right? Uh, but yeah, I just I think Avery is a good player. He's done for doing that. But if Demar Derozan goes there, guys, we're not talking about a, a three headed monster or anything. But y'all want to talk about a number three score? He would be the best number three far and beyond anybody in the league. Unless the talks of Victor Oladipo to like Miami are true. Then, uh and me and Chris and Landon were talking about it. Landon was at dinner with a, with Casey and her friends. So uh he didn't really get in the discussion. But a guy like Victor Oladipo is a dude who you don't know who, what you're getting. But I think... It's a guy who didn't want to play in the bubble because he knew he wasn't 100%, so he didn't want to show that knowing he was go- he did not want to be with the Pacers anymore. Does that make sense? Um, but he tried to go out there and show what he could, and I know that basketball players don't do anything but play basketball. It's what they want to do. I know people say they don't want to compete. I think people that say they're stupid. There are that 16 to 25% in the league that are there for a check, and you know what? They're probably not on the court a lot. They're probably backups of backups. You know what I mean? So, I think that he would be the number one. Him and Victor Oladipo would be the number one, uh, number threes in the league. And now it sounds like, well, why is that a big deal? That is a big deal, man. Like, Drogic was a number three. And you everybody talked about how big of an impact he was. He was a number three. And the thing is, you're like, but wait, there was sometimes he was a number one, number two. number. That's the point. A a great number three can be your number one some nights. Now, on a team of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, no. He can be your number two, though. I'm telling you. And they want a guy like that, DeMar DeRozan, they're going to use him. You know how they're going to use him? They're going to use him because with this early offseason DeMar got, they're going to bring him in, fresh legs, fresh legs. They're going to sit Anthony Davis – Two games, sit LeBron two games, and just plug DeMar in there every game. Great defender, still a great – I'm talking about great defender. Still a great defender. And we all know what he can do with the ball in his hands. And I believe his field goal percentage this year was over 50 – way over 50%. I think it was like 53%. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Let me go look. I'm pretty sure DeMar DeRozan's – DeRozan's field goal percentage, uh, pretty (laughs) sure. It's like, oh, you won his whole field goals, 53%. Damn, I'm good, huh? Um, Was that this year? 2019? Dude, it's fucking with me. Yeah, 2019, 2020. So he shot 53%, averaged 22 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.6 assists. That is a damn good player, man. You can say they're wasted stats. He's not old and decrepit. He's 31, still has some moves. I'm telling you, this guy can score the basketball at an efficient rate from mid-range. Yes, he's not going to shoot threes. And that's the problem where I don't like having a guy like that. But Kuzma didn't shoot threes either. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying. DeMar DeRozan can score the basketball, okay? Another rumor that I love, 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 love. Zach Levine has some suitors. Now, uh, let me look up all of them. The one that really intrigued me was Dallas. Uh, it is because I'm – oh, God, the Lakers are not going to get Zach Levine. That dude is – he is, to me, if he stayed with the uh, the Bulls. See, they it says among other teams. I don't like that. Don't like that. But the Mavs have engaged for a – they want a, another guard to handle the ball. So there's reports coming out from Kevin O'Connor saying the Mavericks are reportedly chasing Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine, or Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, I talked about Dinwiddie on another podcast. Uh, I love him a lot, but I'm going to go candidate by candidate and what they mean to the team. So Zach Levine, dude, this guy is taking a leap that we could not have seen. I mean, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the year, he was leading the league in scoring. He was averaging, I think, through the first – 12 to 15 games. This guy was at like 34 a game. He just was exploding. I just remember because I was getting him in DraftKings every night for so low. He was like 6,000. He was dropping 37, eight and eight. Like he was going bananas, and his team sucks. And I think he was the one that led. <laughs> so I think he was the one that led the charge. They uh <laughs> they wanted to quit. Uh, Bolin, bo- boiling, where the fuck their coach was, bum ass coach, just. He was a weirdo just look up like Jim Boylan uh his his mannerisms and the way that he talks he was a fucking weirdo but anyways they he they lost by 55 had a six or a three to six hour plane ride something like that and off the plane he wanted to practice in like six hours and I think Zach Levine was the one that started like we're not going let's all boycott the fucking practice and they boycotted the practice look it up it's an insane story. Because they lost by 50. They lost by 50, bro. Insane. But I'm drinking this coffee. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm drinking this coffee. It's getting me tweaking. Um, What Zach Levine would do, man, one can straight up stroke the basketball. Just completely stroke it. Now, a guy like this, as I look up his stats... A guy like this probably shoots thirty four percent, thirty five. Um, let's go. See, he only makes three million right now. If he, damn, he averaged twenty six points a game. See, he shot forty five percent from the field for a volume shooter. That is your number one option. On, I bet he shot over twenty five shots per game almost. I'm actually like, I truly believe you shot over. Let me say twenty one. Let's see. He shot twenty. Shot twenty shots per game. Damn. Shot eight threes per game at a 38% clip. That's insane. That's nuts. 80% from the free throw line. So we're talking to guys coming off back-to-back seasons, 23 and 26 points a game, right? Dude is what? 24 years old? Put him with Luka. Put him with Porzingis. You're talking about a dude that will defend at 6'6". I think he's 6'6", 6'6 point guard? Or is he taller? He may be taller than that. Why does he not have his measurements on here? What the fuck? Um, look up Zach Levine height. What a corny fucking thing. He'd be, I think he's taller than that. Like, for real. Nice no, six, 6'6". Six. Okay. You put him on the perimeter. Because what did the Mavericks need, bro? Another perimeter guy. They got Dorian Finney-Smith. Tim Hardaway's hot is up there with the hottest of hot. I'm not even joking. Hot Hardaway is up there with the the hottest hands in the league, bro. Damn the alliterations, um, but yeah, it, they need something like that. They need a guy where Luca ain't out there playing forty fucking three minutes a night. You know what I mean? This dude can legit hold the offense down. Rest Luca. This dude can hold it down. Uh, I just love watching Zach Levine play. I watched him a couple times. When he was going off, um, if you haven't heard the podcast, like the OG podcast, I'm a basketball enthusiast. Like it's my main sport. Um, but, yeah, so I watch a lot of teams to get to gauge what I think of players, and if we get them, I will know what they're about and stuff like that. If you think I'll watch the Memphis Grizzlies, other than for Ja Morant, you're crazy. So I didn't know what I was getting with Jay Crowder. You never do. Um, But, yeah, Zach Levine on that team would be filthy. Victor Oladipo on that team would be good. I'd rather have Zach Levine. Obviously, he's younger. Not much younger, but he's younger. Uh, Victor Oladipo is going into his prime. I think after this offseason, I think Vic won't be – his. T- he will be at 80% probably at the beginning of the season, will continue to get better, healthier, and become himself around midpoint of the season. But with the short offseason – uh, I think it even helps him. Guys with injuries, the long layoff kind of uh, are rusty and things of that nature. Short offseason, gets him back in shape. Uh, he got out in the first round by us, you know what I mean, the heat. So he's been getting in shape, be getting his jumper down, things of that nature. I, I have high hopes for Oladipo, even though I did not put that fucking ceiling that y'all did on Depot. These guys in the group chat, and they can deny it. They were talking top 15 player in the NBA because it came off at 20 point per game season and he's a two-way player. Like, bro, pump the goddamn brakes. You got the five seed in the playoffs and they're talking about fucking top 15. Like, what are we doing here? Jesus. But yeah, uh, these, these basketball trades are about to start going, man. The offseason is dog shit, by the way. The best free agent is Anthony Davis. We know where he's staying. Then it's Fred Van Fleet. And then, guys... Uh, Christian Wood is like a top prospect, okay, free agent, and that's laughable. If you don't know who Christian Wood is, he can shoot the three. He's a big dude, can play defense. He's like athletic as fuck, plays for the Pistons. Now it's like, wait, so he's like – he's not that – no, he's very good. It's gonna this, this free agent class is one of the worst we've ever seen. Like I'm not even kidding. There's always a star that is available, you know. This is one of the worst we've ever seen. Like, Pat Connaughton is going to be a sought-after guy, you know what I mean? Uh, and, oh, didn't bring up the CP3. Now, I don't think I've taken a breath in 15 minutes. Holy shit, I went on a ramble. I'm so sorry. Um, dude, I'm telling you, got this new espresso blend. Starbucks. I've been on the regular cough-cough. Oh, no, no, no. This This shit is fucking jet fuel. This will make you see God. Jesus Christ. Another fucking caffeine to kill a baby horse. Now, take a breath, Sans. <gasps> okay. I'm still fucking pissed about the goddamn uh, shit that just went down in the group chat. Okay, so wrap this up with the CP news. Phoenix is really going after them. I think they're going to be... Y'all understand they've been trying to find a point guard for how many years? Just that nobody wants to go there or they don't have assets to trade other than their draft picks, which is what they need to rebuild. So they've gotten Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if you forgot about that. Uh, They got Ricky Rubio. Who else have they picked up in the past? I want to go look it up. Um, Suns, point guards. Point guard history. Let's go to this. This is probably gonna be some wild shit. Do you remember Steve Nash? Yeah, I see, dear God. Oh yeah, they did do that. That's crazy. These guys were doing a three a three point guard system. Oh, they had Isaiah Cannon out there. Like these guys are nobodies. All they've needed these years. Like people want to talk about a whole roster and things of that nature, bro. If you they have Cameron Payne too as well. I think this year. No, that's – he was on the Bulls, right? But he got traded. Then he got traded to the Suns. Anyways, okay, I thought the mic was muted. If I recorded this this 20 minutes of gold, wouldn't pissed. But, uh, oh, they had Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe. See, it's all coming to me now. Yeah, the dude, the little dude from Kentucky, uh, Tyler Ullis. Tyler Ullis had guys like that. Okay, uh, and you have to match that shooting guard with a good point guard or a good big. Now they have a really good big in Aiton. Aaron Baines is a good player, man. Like you can all hate on the man bun ponytail thing, he can he can play, and he's a dude I would want on my team. Uh, he's built to play for the Heat, by the way. He is built to play for the Heat. Can shoot threes, play defense, all that. So they have all that, and then you have to put in perspective that. OKC overachieved by a long shot because of CP3. Came in. This plateau CP3 has hit is 17 and nine, 17 and eight. It's like the greatest plateau ever. Um, And he developed uh, SGA so much. Like SGA is a whole new player now. Uh, And I think they have to move on from Chris Paul because of SGA. You don't want an older point guard in there when you have a young developing guy about to flourish at the point guard position. You know what I mean? And Danilo's probably going to be out of there. Uh, We're going to see a whole new reset built around SGA in in OKC coming up. But I think CP3, the Suns would be nice. I think they're a playoff team. Like immediately I put them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? I immediately put them in the playoffs with Devin Booker, CP3, DeAndre Ayton, Javon Carter, guys like that on that team. Because they show what they're made of. And they have the Monty Williams effect. It's just true. Go look what he did with New Orleans when he was there. Like, he's always stepped in and just killed it. He just makes the playoffs. That's what Monty Williams does. They went undefeated in the bubble. Like, that's insane. Beating top-tier teams. You know what I mean? Beat the Clippers. I mean, on that buzzer beater by Devin Booker. It's crazy. But, yeah, man, I think there's a lot of interesting NBA moves coming up. It's gonna be beautiful to see. Uh, on the back end of this, we'll get into some bullshit that happened in fantasy that kinda sucks. I'm gonna convince myself otherwise. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, we're gonna do an ad break here. Turnover. Get to some football. Uh, and yeah, man, give you some gambling picks. Um, two games under 500 still. I keep going 500 every week. Not winning any money, I know. But my lock of the week, two and one right now. Two and one. So, all right, man. I'll be on the back side of this pod. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Don't. Don't. Don't fast forward. It's not an ad. I totally forgot about this. Before the ad, I have a bucks reaction. I totally forgot. Oh my god, the way I lost in fantasy, guys. Holy shit. I have a bucks reaction. You know what? I'm gonna stop talking, get into the bucks reaction, then we're gonna get into the ad, and then we're gonna get into the NFL, guys. I'm so sorry I forgot. It's gold. Y'all enjoy. Ha, 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 pod god. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Hey, it's Hunter, the pod god. Listen, man, they still fucking suck. I'm here watching the last 10 minutes of this Saints game. And guess what, guys? Guess who only needed five points from Tom Brady to win the fantasy week? <laughs> oh, my god. fucking god. Me. I'm the one. All I needed was 5 Fucking points. That's all I fucking needed. Sorry for yelling. I broke your eardrum. Honestly, I don't give a fuck at this point. Listen, man. I sit here and I watch the Bucks go down 31-0. to And people are like, oh, the Saints. Oh, NFC, NFC, number one seed contender, my favorite. No, stop. What did you see in this game? I'm sorry. Y'all have to real. We have to put things in perspective. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. A pick when he threw a streak route, Antonio Brown does a hitch route, probably would have been 31 to three at least, 31 to seven at the most, 31 to seven. Then he gets a pick right there. Then gets a pick on a deflective a deflected screen route. Then gets a pick on where he has to throw it up on fourth down. And it looks like, Oh, he locks up Tom Brady. And these fucking Saints don't have one play with their air yardage just longer than 10 yards. I can't watch this team play. They suck. This team fucking sucks. This team fucking sucks. They have scored again. <laughs> 38-0. Sanford Bay is officially going on 30 0 Please, Tom Brady, put your helmet on. Go lead a touchdown drive. Please, dear God. If I lose this fantasy week to Chris and by the way, I may not make the playoffs in this fantasy week. Levante David's clapping for coverage. I may not win this fantasy week. I may not make the playoffs guys. I probably won't win this fantasy week. A miracle is going to win me this fantasy week. I literally have to have 50 yards throwing and a touchdown by Tom Brady at time. I think Ty Chris, uh, I had money line bucks, man. I thought it was the easiest bet of the day. All my gambling money is gone. I'm not a poor man. If you'd like, I'm dead ass, man. If you'd like to give me some money, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty-five dollars, please send it. Please. Here I am, a broke man. Listen, man, please. Cash app h sands h-s-a-n-d-s zero zero seven. Please God send me money. I need it. I'm dying inside. I don't deserve this. I've never deserved this. <sighs> My fantasy team is not gonna make the playoffs. I really I went from first in points to probably not making the playoffs. I've dropped 60 in two straight weeks. Like this is what we're talking about here, guys. Adam Thielen has become a bum ass receiver. And these guys let that Dalvin Cook trade happen. You idiots who are in my fucking league owe me so much money. I'm so depressed, bro. Sports depression. Oh, my girl walks in as I'm recording the podcast. I'm sorry, Nia. Sports depression. Jeff? Oh, well, listen. Sports depression is something you cannot overcome. I've had regular depression. I don't know if it's worse than sports depression. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can stay. Come on, stay. Go go shower. I'm almost done. As Nia comes in here, I have... uh, I tallied it up. I ran into the closet door twice, headbutted it twice, threw her sweater three times, threw my headset twice. (laughs) This has been a shit show today, Okay. Uh she said she could hear it all. That's fine. I don't give a fuck what she could hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. As long as it doesn't affect her. I don't care. That's all I meant by it. You know, not to de- you have to defend myself while she's in the room. Ooh, I just I don't care what she does. No. You just babe, stay. Come on. It's not. I'm about to be done in 30 seconds if you stay in here. Now you're, you're extending the podcast. Like. You see what she does? She's extending my podcast. But, guys, if Tom Brady does not come out this this drive right here, I swear to God, we're going to stay on the mic until Tom Brady comes out. Stay. I don't talk to my girlfriend like a dog, I promise. I'm sitting here, guys. We're going to sit here, and I'm going to scream bloody murder. I'm going to scream bloody murder. Dear God, I will scream bloody murder. If Tom Brady's not come out for this drive. They kick it off. Fair catch. Who comes out on the field? Show me number 12. Show me. Show me fucking number 12. I know he's a competitor. Show me him. Please, God. Show me Tom Brady, please. He has to get to know the offense still, right? It's nine weeks in, please. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Please, dude. I'm just sitting and waiting, guys. I'm just sitting and waiting. If Tom Brady does not come out, I'm going to fall back in this chair. And I hope I break my – Tom Brady's out there. Let's go. He's moving the rock. Okay. We're going to get a garbage time touchdown, guys. Uh, This is shitty. You know, it is what it is. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna go watch Ocean's Twelve with my woman. I hope she can relieve my stress, if you know what I mean. Really? <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, this is my reaction to the Bucks game. I want to die inside, and I am dead inside, in fact. Uh, so, you know, guys, I hope y'all's team did good. Uh, but yeah, I'm fucking dead inside. Pod God's out. Y'all until the rest of the podcast. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that Bucks reaction. Yo, the way I said stay is hilarious. She just kept, because she didn't know how much uh, noise the door makes when she comes in and out. The door was open because I wanted the airflow to come in. I swear, that is the most aggressive stay I've ever said to my girlfriend (laughs) oh my god that's so funny i had to go listen back to it i forgot it that was actually a hilarious bit that's funny uh i was heartbroken i didn't talk to chris i think for two or three days after that i literally guys after that game uh and this is not me like thinking i'm cool i literally finished a ball of whiskey that day like that was at nine i was probably three fourths of the way through i finished a whole bottle of whiskey myself and i don't do that i probably finished like a fourth a a third a half something like that at most a half, and I finished the whole thing that day. Like, I could not put – not because of the alcohol. <laughs> I could not put put together words for a day. Like, I literally was in shock at what happened to my fantasy team. Not even, like – okay, so the real-life game is the real-life game. They blew us out. But what happened to my fantasy, dude, me and Chris – it was a free win. Like, I know Chris was at his house going, well, I lost this week to Sands whatever. He had a bad week, I had a bad week. Um, it wasn't like I it wasn't like I put up ninety and he put up forty. He put up sixty-eight, I put up sixty six point seven or some shit. I lost by like one point four points. And and I know he's at his house just going, if Sands doesn't win this week, he is about to be devastated. Like he's literally about to be hurt, like really hurt, like super hurt, like bad. And I was fucking Dude, I was completely devastated, blinds, blindsided, all that shit, man. That was horrendous. That was one of the worst things ever. I literally needed five points to win the week, man, to start out. And Tom Brady threw three picks. And if he literally didn't, if he would have taken a sack, I believe if he takes a sack right there and says throwing a pick, I win, on the fourth and five, and Mike Evans was wide open for a touchdown, would end of the week. Oh, and then he came out and didn't do anything. Came out and didn't do anything. And by the way, I'm a simp. I'm not mean to my girlfriend. Dear God, that sounded horrible. I should, I should go back and edit that out, to be honest. But it's fine. Everybody that knows me knows I'm not mean to Nia. Jesus Christ. I was just like, stay. It just sounded worse because I said it like, stay. Like that. Like my Batman voice. And I was pissed. All that. Jesus Christ. Anyways. This is the best podcast I think I've ever had. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna say this is the best podcast that has ever been dropped on this channel. All right, let's get into some gambling picks, guys. Wow, went 500, went 500 again. It, this is a, a consistent basis, but my locks of the week are hitting, bro. I'm two and one locks of the week. Uh, let's just get into this. I actually, have some interesting, um, no, I don't, I don't have any interesting stats, but you know. Sorry, Re- replying to text, all that group chat still going bananas. Hess uh, is like, fuck y'all, because I can't count and do math. Um, but yeah, so week 10 coming up. I, for some reason, on my, I guess they hate Detroit. My uh, gambling website does not bring up Detroit yet. I think every week I have not had a Detroit game in my gambling slate that I talk about on the podcast, I swear. So it didn't even give me the line for Detroit. It just, I swear, it it doesn't have a line. It just has Washington versus Detroit. uh, And I'm saying whatever line that is, I have uh, Detroit covering. So whatever uh, Detroit does, I'm covering, okay? We'll we'll keep it at that. And by the way, the Saints still fucking suck. And by the way, that reaction is so genuine. I was watching the game as I was doing it because it's already over. (laughs) But Jesus Christ. This is being recorded on Thursday night. Wow, just a great, great time recording this. Okay, so Tennessee played tonight versus the Colts. Uh, It's over now. Oh, the fantasy thing again. Wait, wait, sorry. Reverse. The bullshit fantasy thing I was talking about was not the Tom Brady thing. It was, it was tonight. I literally last night on the Xbox mic. I was sitting there on Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I was sitting there going, dude, should I get Naheem Hines? And I go through. He hasn't done that much, but he's getting some work. And I know that Jonathan uh, Taylor just came off his first fumble and didn't come back into the game. Now, it later comes out, oh, Frank Reich doesn't like him. He he doesn't care about making the, the fumble. He just didn't fit into the game plan. Then it comes out tonight. Frank Reich has nothing to do with the uh, the running back rotation. Apparently, it's the guy, the other co- the offensive coordinator, I believe, or the running back coach, whoever the fuck he may be, the same guy. And I'm like, wait, wait, what the fuck? So, anyways, I'm sitting there and I fucking click. I swear on everything, I click claim Naheem Hines, bro. I clicked it. I swear on everything, I clicked it. Then I go and click claim Wayne Goldman because you know Wayne Goldman's been uh. He's gotten uh, 90% of the snaps inside the 10-yard line. He's been dominating inside the 10, mostly with uh, Devontae Freeman out. Devontae Freeman was still hard at the time. Devontae Freeman hurt his ankle today also. Um, there's also Tremaine Pope. <laughs> Y'all don't even know who that is. I don't either. He's off the practice squad. Had 16 touches last week, by the way, but it was against Cincinnati. So, No, wait. Who did they play? Was it Cincinnati? Las Vegas. It was Las Vegas. He had 16 touches. Um, but anyways, I clicked it, clicked Wayne Gallman, goddamn, and then Naheem Hines goes off for 25 tonight, and I literally was sitting there for 15 minutes with him on my waiver wire and took it off. I was like, nah, you know what, I'm committing on Gallman because I don't want it, I have the number three waiver, didn't want it to go through and regret it, you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, bad decision by me, but getting into the game, golly, fantasy's been, I've been getting fucked. Fucked. Anyways, getting into the game here. Whew. Tennessee and the Colts. I haven't taken a breath this podcast. This coffee, dear God, Roy Jones Jr. of coffees. Now, Bob and weave hit. Bob and weave hit. Can't hit it back. Okay, Tennessee plus one. I had that bet dead, 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 dead. Right, right from when the the bad punt happened. I knew, you know. Uh, and AJ Brown had a wide open touchdown down the sideline. Kind of, the corner kind of knocked him off his spot. The corner played it so stupid. He he was like cutting off the route, but it was a streak route. It was very odd, and he fucking dropped a streak route. That was a wide open touchdown. Kind of fucked me. Would have had their momentum going. They were running the ball decent, I guess. Let me go look at the stats for this game actually. Um Titans versus Colts. I stopped watching with 10 minutes left, I believe, when I started the podcast. So they got dominated today. The thing is, dude, I Phillip Rivers looked really good today. Not gonna say he didn't. He looked great. Uh and like I said last week, they have the Titans have zero pass rush. Dude, I can't look at this fucking Nehemiah stat line. I really I swear to God, I can't. I will lose my shit. Derrick Henry, bad game today, right? Damn, you're watching – so if you had no stats, right, we're in the 1920s, you got no stats, bro, you would look at that game and go, Derrick Henry didn't play that great. That dude ran for five yards of carry, 19 carries, 103 yards. Like, what? I don't understand how this dude does this shit. I'm not even kidding. How does he do this? This is crazy. Uh – but yeah, the, the Titans' special teams fucked them. It is a three phases to the game, man. It's kind of crazy how that happens to you. Uh, Michael Pittman looked fantastic today at a USC, man. He's dude. I thought was a pretty good player coming out of college. I liked him. Uh, didn't think he was gonna be like some superstar type guy. Don't still don't know if he is, but he's turned out to be a damn good player. He really is. Um, but yeah, special teams off rip have fucked the Titans. I mean. Golly, just just not good. Phillip Rivers looks better. He's he's been looking good all season. His completion percentage is insane. And I think it's because he has a great O-line now, doesn't have to force throws, can run the ball, all that shit. But they threw 40 times tonight, threw for 308 yards. And I think, like I said, the back end of the Titans does not impress me. The pass rush of the Titans does not impress me. A lot of the Titans don't really impress me. They don't, I'm sorry, they do not impress me that much. Uh, and like I said, is it a good win for the Colts? Yes. Uh, they go in first in their division. They be a good team finally. They have not beaten a good team all season, went over that last pod. They have not. It was their first good team. And the good team they beat is a team that's being 50-50, like, you, they've had close games with the Texans that are 2-7, and seven, I believe. Like, you know what I mean? They, Titans have had close games with bad teams and good teams all year. So am I sold on the Indianapolis Colts? No. I am sold on that defense, though. I've been wrong about their defense. Um, I think it's a great defense. I knew it was a great defense. I just didn't think it was, like, the best. I thought they were a top 10. But they're up there in the top three defenses, man. That's just just a fact. And Ryan Tannehill is showing that without the play-action game, he really can't do much. Like I said, if, if you make Ryan Tannehill beat you, uh, he's not going to. Um, but I don't know how to explain this. If you make him beat you, he's not going to. But if you let him beat you, like if you are willing to give him things, he's going to kill you. As in, if you sit back or if you or if you bring eight in the box, and you load it up, he's going to shred your shit. His weapons are really good. Corey Davis is a good number two. A.J. Brown is showing that he's a damn good receiver. He played horrible tonight. But it's just I think A.J. Brown is a streak route, like fantasy-wise. He's a streak route or he's like five catches for 60 yards. You know what I'm saying? It's like – but the play-action game for the Titans has opened up their whole offense, but teams are starting to realize that, you know – it's, it's hard to stop the run, but if you have the personnel like the Colts do, great up front. Uh, arguably, well, he's arguably the best linebacker in the league. If you're a fan of the Colts, you say Darius Leonard is the best uh, linebacker in the league. You just do, you have to. He's that amazing. If they really wanted to, they put him outside, inside, all that shit. That dude can scratch his ankles without bending over. His arms are so goddamn long. It's insane. But yeah, Colts still not sold. I'm sorry. Still not sold, but that defense can hold them in there. That defense keeps them in games. And oh no. Oh no. But yeah, next game. Remember, I don't care about the Detroit Washington game. There's nothing to break down there. I'm so- some of these games I'm not going to break down cuz it's not worth it. All right. Green Bay Jacksonville. What do you have to break down, Hunter? It's a fucking one in 17 versus a goddamn Super Bowl contender. 13 point and a half favorite. Guess what? Taking it. Taking it. I'm fucking taking it. 13 and a half. I'm taking the 13.5. Tampa Bay minus six over Carolina. I expect a huge comeback game from the defense to the offense. Trash game both sides of the ball. Both sides. Now, it's so funny. We were just calling this team, the Buccaneers, arguably the best team in the league. And then one week, they get blown out by a division rival. And we have a new guy who is a premium piece to the team, I may add, come in, learn a new offense, who Tom Brady likes to target a lot. And we, I mean, we're just killing us, right? We suck now. We suck now, right? Yeah. Fuck off. You're an idiot. Now, I'm taking the Bucks minus six. I think we have a huge comeback game. Christian McCaffrey is out again, and guess what? The shoot I'm going against Weaver would have had to start Jordan Wilkins, but today they announced Christian McCaffrey's out. This motherfucker gets to start Mike Davis. Dude, these last three, four weeks of fantasy have been bo- – I went from second – it's a fucking second to last in the division in 2 weeks. <laughs> yeah, fuck fantasy football. So I got us, I think we're going to actually blow them out. Uh I would take the over on this game. Um yeah, I think we're going to I think we're going to score 31 to 38 points this game. I think we get right back on track. It's Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady. So uh, Philadelphia, 3 point favorites over the Giants. This is a shit game as well. Giants are the best two and seven team I've ever seen, possibly. They're a very good team. Uh, been over it. Uh, James Bradbury, random. I told you I'm a corner guy. He has been balling some out of the season. He's been doing very well. When he played for the fucking, uh, the Panthers, he was dog shit. He was horrible. But playing well in Joe Judge's system, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. I. It's like the trenches are going to be dominated by the fucking Eagles. That's why I don't know why I'm picking up Wayne Gallman as I sit here and tell you this. The trenches are going to be dominated by the Eagles. You know? And now I'm just sitting here not even want to do the pod and not put in the thing for Wayne Gallman. The waiver. Fuck. Fuck. Anyways, anyways. God damn it. I'm taking the Eagles to cover... I think it's going to be a good game. Every NFC East game, I pick the under, 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 under. I go under every game. So got the Eagles minus three there. I'm just glad we got some NBA news, man. I really am. Um, but Houston versus Cleveland Browns are three and a half point favorites going against Houston. Now I won a lot of underdogs this week. Uh. It's gonna be windy as fuck. Um, there's gonna be twenty mile per hour winds. I think there's gonna be rain as well. The Browns are gonna be pounding it up their ass, over and over. Uh, they, I think Nick Chubb is coming back as well. He's a, he may give it a go. Oh God. Jesus, dude. Whatever the under is. Under, under, under. Betsy under. Just Betsy under. I'm going with the Browns to cover. Yeah, going with the Browns to cover. I don't, I don't know. Like Some of these games are just like... So, you know when you get late in the NFL season? It's either like there's premium games or just like shit games. You know what I mean? It's like really bad teams playing really good teams and like mediocre team playing a mediocre team. This is the one of my games of the week. Buffalo at Arizona. What? Ever the over is You bet it. this is about to be a fucking shootout, okay um Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. I'm actually taking Buffalo to cover when Josh Allen listen to this listen to this this is from Sharp Football analysis, okay? Oh no, my phone's on two percent shit. Let me get in here and read some stats to you. Got some stats of... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is it at? Screenshots right here. Jesus. Oh, these are fantasy stats. I I was... Okay, never mind. Anyways, his splits... uh, Land made me aware of his splits with John uh, John Brown, uh, Josh Allen, and it is a big difference. It's... Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty big difference there. Uh, Stephon Diggs has actually proven that he's the number one receiver in the league. I think he's going to go off this game. Cole Beasley's value fantasy-wise is – but the matchup is really good for both teams. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to have a little little surge on defense, though. I don't know what it is. I think their defense – they're too talented on the back end for their defense to stay giving up this many points. But I think they're giving up points because their offense is scoring so many points. And when Josh Allen gets hot, he is – god damn, he's the MVP candidate we were saying at the beginning of the season. When he gets hot, he seems like he is unstoppable. It is – excuse me, it is insane, man. I think the combined points go over 60, 65 right here. I think it's going to be one team win scoring – 38 to 40-something points, man. Honestly, I do. I may be wrong, but I see that happening. And I'm going to take the Bills to cover. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Collar's getting in there. I need Christian Kirk to have a good week. Y'all root for me. Uh, I loved me uh, putting in my cash app there at the end of that segment. That was hilarious. I'm just thinking about gambling this weekend. Anyways, next game, Los Angeles versus Miami. Dolphins are a one-point favorite. Now, the Chargers could – I'm not even joking. They could easily be five and three right now. Like, I'm talking easily. They're up on, by 17 on the Bucks. We come back and win. Last week, they lost on a bobble on a goal line fade against Denver. They lose in the most Charger way possible, up six. And then Denver goes down like 50 seconds or some shit and scores. Dear God. Like, we're talking, they're losing by a point. (laughs) They're losing by one point. So, I don't think the actual favorite is being favorited. I think the Chargers could be a favorite in most of the games they play because Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL. He's playing lights out. And now, this is the game where narratives get started that are dumb. Uh, Who do you build your franchise around? To me, it's obviously Justin Herbert. Like, he came in. There is no bad game. There is no... Oh, we got to see what he can do. Da, da, da. No, he stepped in. He's bald. Period. 2 throws for like 22 yards his first game and gets a fucking W. What is that bullshit? But yeah. You know what? So, I have a I have a crazy stat here. Right? I have a crazy stat. Let's Okay, so if we take Justin Herbert's stats And scatter it through 16 games. I did it. 16 games. He would be completing 67% of his passes and he would throw 4,900 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. 2013 Peyton Manning numbers, bro. Other than Peyton threw 55 touchdowns, which is insane. I'm just saying, I love the kid. I love the kid. I've, I've always loved him. Uh, I think he's showing, like I said, he's he was the number, He was going to be the number one pick for a reason, man. He was. He was. All righty. So, Chargers plus one. taking. You know, I'll take a money line, to be honest. I don't get the plus one bet. I really don't. You just want to push? Like, what are you doing? Anyways. God. How are you going to get a push right there? You know, you're going to win or lose a bet. Might as well bet money line. The odds are better. Anyways. Denver versus Oakland. Oakland is a four-point favorite. Derek Carr is balling out. Balling out. Um, This is going to be a shootout, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) Drew Locke, in the last two weeks, has thrown six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So, against that defense, I expect nothing but the same. This dude's going out, and when he gets to sling it, he can sling it. That's why a dude like Vic Fangio is a guy that a 3-5 and five football team, I'm not saying they should have a lot more wins, but they could be 5-3 and three without him because they have a very good defense without Vaughn Miller. This defense is balling. Bryce Callahan, one of my favorite corners in the league when he played for the Bears, he was a premiered nickel corner and then gets traded and everybody stops talking about him. Uh, this defense is very good. Very good. So I think they can slow them down a little bit more than Las Vegas and slow them down. I'm t- I think Oakland's gonna win the game. They are the better team, but I got Denver covering the four points. I do. I got them covering the four points. I would take the over as well. Uh the numbers at 51, I take over. Um San Francisco 49ers versus the overrated Saints come marching in. Fluke ass Saints. I bet against the Saints every fucking week. Every fucking week. Every week I'm betting against them until they fucking lose and I come in here. These guys are going on their little run. They're going on their little run, aren't they? Every goddamn year they get to the end of the year. They get midway through the year and something, some juice gets flowing in that fucking locker room. They can just smell the dome playoffs. They can smell chokes. Oh, I smell the choking of Drew Brees. Fucking scumbags. They suck. San Francisco, plus 10. I don't want any stats. I have stats. Fuck the stats. Most injured team in football, don't care. They're covering the 10. They're covering the 10. Okay? Now, this next matchup is going to be the hardest hardest to pick in the league. I hate picking against Russell Wilson, though. San Francisco. Seattle versus the Los Angeles Rams. Um, yeah, man. I think that... Those little, those little dink and dunk routes are going to be wide open against this goddamn defense. And this is where it sucks for me as a Bucks fan because people know that we're good on both sides of the ball, but they're picking people like Seattle as a better team than us when their defense is arguably the worst in the league. Their secondary is worse than the Cowboys statistically. Like horrible. The uh. They're not gonna be able to run the ball that well. The Seahawks are gonna become one-dimensional, and you know what's funny is, what's gotten, what's giving the Seahawks uh, success is running the ball over the years. And now they're quote unquote letting Russ cook, and they're keeping that defense on the field because he's throwing 55-yard touchdowns. Maybe Schottenheimer knows what he's doing after all. You know what I mean, like. Do I see McVeigh bailing on the run game and just tossing around the yard, with Jerry Goff? I hope not. That may get that defense filling themselves. Um, and last week, I damn, I should have wrote it down. I saw this crazy percentage of blitzes the Seahawks were doing. What the fuck are they thinking blitzing with that secondary? Who are you gonna cover? Who are you gonna cover? God damn. Who are you gonna cover? I might as well be out there playing corner. Jesus. And it's going to be a Russell Wilson week just tossing around the yard again. But I'm going Seattle plus 1. The over is 56, man, bet it up. That number is going to go up to goddamn 62 by the end of the fucking week. See Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I love Cincinnati covering every game, but <clears throat> this one's hard. I think I think Big Ben's going to be out. I think Big Ben's going to be out because of the COVID. Um, So, you know what I do? I'm betting Cincy in this game, like always. Backup quarterbacks. Cincy may win this game. I know you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? The Steelers are 8-0, Hunter. Wait, what? Wait, what? If I told you the Cowboys were going to cover you, would call me an idiot, too. Guess what they did? And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for the Cincinnati to win this game. I think they're going to be in position to win the game. They're just going to have a bad turnover, a sack on like third and 12, and then have to punt or have to go for a fourth and 22. I think they're going to have a a game-winning drive, game-time drive opportunity at the end of the game, and it's not going to go Joe Burrow's way. How about that? What a goddamn prediction. Now, next game. I'm trying to wrap this up. I got three minutes to do two games. Y'all ready? hyper speed now Ravens Patriots Ravens are seven point favorites I'm taking it I'm taking the under 44 as well now it seems like a trap game Patriots plus seven they've never been plus seven have they have they no but guess what you know what Bill Belichick likes to do he likes to get shit on by running quarterbacks doesn't he he loves it so I think he's just going to run, run. Lamar is going to run, 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 run. I think Cam Newton has a lot of bad throws. I think Cam Newton comes in there and he throws a pick or two. I think Cam Newton has sucked this year after the opening weeks. I think Cam Newton goes in there and loses that game for them. I have the the Baltimore Ravens covering the seven. Then the next game, last game, fucked Alvin Cook. Minnesota's three and five. They can make the playoffs. They actually can make the playoffs. It seems unlikely because they were, weren't they like zero and four, one and five, or some shit. Anywho, uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Minnesota minus two and a half. I can't bet the Bears. They suck. Like this is horrible, man. Ugh. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a huge game. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins needs to show needs to show that he can run the ball. Uh, and I'm taking the under in this game, whatever it is. It's going to be under 40 points probably, 42 points easily. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an under game. I'm taking Minnesota to win this game. That offense in fucking Chicago is horrible. And Mike Zimmer is somehow with duct tape and rope and fucking yarn and a Band-Aid patching up that defense. Every week they're getting better somehow. He's a defensive wizard. I don't know how he does it, man. I don't know how he does it. Uh, But, yeah, I think uh, Allen Robinson eats this defense alive. uh, And I think Adam Thielen needs to go for 200 yards and five touchdowns so I can beat Weaver and give him the fuck out of first place. So got Minnesota minus two and a half. All right, got a minute left. Thank you guys for listening to the best podcast in the world. First-time listeners, last-time listeners. You're the best listeners in the world. Thank you so much. Don't forget to cash out, man. Uh, uh, dollar sign H sans eight capital H capital S a N D S zero zero seven. Send me a dollar. Send me two. send me 20 fuck. Show some love. There are a lot of viewers out there. Show me some love, man. Anyways, love you guys. Keep listening. We're going to run this motherfucker to the goddamn moon and I will burn that fucking fantasy league down if I have to. Pod got out doses. See you on Monday.